All right, let's go. You ready? You ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready, you wet dream. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Jobberverse. As you can see, we are once again three. We expect it to be four this week, but uh, Ginger Heat is uh, a liar, and he's not here. But he'll be back next week, maybe, if we let him. But this week, we still have your favorites, starting with The Body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Deves. How you doing, Jordan Deves? Canadian wet dream, I am doing fantastically well. I have moved in finally to my uh, my new abode. Uh, for for you, you can see that it, it looks like I'm just in a white box. Looks like you're in heaven. I mean, it is a little bit like that for me. It is, um, but then I notice all the small things like leaks in my roof and all the uh, small th- things. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's been a busy week moving in, getting things organized, settling in. On top of the fact that I've got to keep up with some mad wrestling pish that's going on, injuries and and things happening and, and all the news that we're going to get to. It's, it's been a crazy week. But yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Crazy oh. week indeed. Crazy week indeed. Happy about your new abode in your white room. And moving Thanks, on to man. this. Slithery, sexy snake, the wax sex snake mama. How you doing? <laughs> well, that's a new one. I've never been called that called that before. Uh, I'm sex doing snake. A sex snake. Uh, I'm doing good, I suppose. Uh, All right. You know, yeah, another day in paradise, <laughs> of course. If paradise was hell, sure. Okay, so and you all know me. You all know me. Still same OG, but I've been low-key, hated on by most of these jobs, but no, I got nothing else. But you know me. So let's uh, <laughs> All right. let's All right. keep it going, and uh, let's get into... Oh. This is the news. Hey. We got there eventually. Well, we're off to a raging start, aren't we? Uh, well... Yes, this is the news, and because last week we wanted to shorten and abridge the news a little bit, I took the liberty of putting more news in my segment this week, but we're still going to do one comment per news story as much as possible. Some of these are big pieces of news, and uh, you know we'll discuss those a bit more. Some of these are little small things that I thought were fun to just bring up and talk about, but we will start with... Um, Surprisingly, not the only major injury story that's broken in the past week, but I think this one might be still slightly bigger. Uh, And the other one we're going to discuss as we get into Hell in a Cell because it is directly related to the programming. So we will talk about the AEW injury to the new and now, I guess, former AEW champion CM. Punk, he's hurt. He needs surgery. He's going to be out for a little bit. The AEW title is vacant. Jordan, what is the future of the title, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, man. Like, I mean, first off, it looks like Punk injured himself trying to dive from the ramp into the audience to, to have a little bit of a celebration. 
it seems like he did that. Is that really how it, it happened? Seem- well, there, there's a lot of chat about it because obviously he... What's wrong? His foot? It's his, it's his foot or his ankle or something like that. And if you see him do it, he jumps and kind of catches it on the rail. Mm. And then you see him later walking and he's like kind of not limping, but there's a bit of a weird step there. So it could be that. So it might be his own doing, which is hilarious rather than it be actually in the, the ring. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame. I'm, I'm not a huge punk fan. I uh, I like what he does and I like what he brings to the ring, but I'm not a massive mark for him. Um, I think in terms of what does the future hold, it depends how AEW want to play this. Obviously, he was supposed to be in uh, a match at AEW Forbidden Door, uh, at the end of this month, um, and they could either decide. Obviously, he was going to retain at that pay per view. There was no way he was going to lose it. So they can either decide to uh, give it to his opponent, who for the life of me I can't remember the name of, and I will look that up just now, um, or they decide to give it to somebody completely different and say, "Hey, do you know what? We've got a couple of months to play with here while he's uh, recuperating. Let's just let's just play with the title and see what we see what we get with it." I don't know. I guess ultimately it depends on what they decide they want to do when Punk comes back. Do they want him to face off against somebody who is expected or do they want to give us something a little bit different? I mean, the ideal is somebody who is up for me anyway, who's up and coming, who might not get this opportunity otherwise. Uh, You know, to throw a random name out there and I threw it into the chat as well, Wardlow. Like, be a bit left wing be a bit mental just throw in somebody random who wouldn't have that opportunity now because you've got the opportunity and then in a few months time that's fine you can really you know you can lose that title back to punk there's no there's no reason why that couldn't work in terms of story do you know what i mean but uh i'm not sure which way they'll play it i really am not sure i'm sure you like war through a number of scenarios me personally yeah yeah Yes, I do. Um, Why? Because he's just a knockoff Goldberg. Yeah, but do you know what? Oldberg was good because he was Youngberg, and now he is Oldberg, and Wardlow was young. Okay, so you like young Goldberg? Oh, like everybody loved young Goldberg because you'd you'd never seen that before. Like somebody just dominate and dominate and dominate. Mm -hmm. That had never been done. At, right. at the time, the, the way that he did it. I thought you said he the sucked, be- like, always. I thought you hated him his whole career. I mean, in terms of his actual ability, he was never that good. He, he was crap. But it it was impressive to watch that feat of strength. Mm-hmm. And that's what Wardlow brings to the table. But I know that Wardlow isn't going to injure everybody that he comes in contact with. So that's... He's got one up on... Tell you what, here you go. Changed my mind. Wardlow's better than Goldberg. There you go. Ooh. According to his wife, <laughs> what has he done compared right. to Goldberg? Better wrestler, maybe. He's a better wrestler. There you go. Well, we will find out more on Wednesday. There's a battle royale. Who's going to oh, face so the WWE face of them? Mox and the for like an opportunity at Forbidden Door or something like that. So, some layer of something. Some yeah, I mean they've they've been. I, I quite like the way that they've done it because obviously they've kept the whole Forbidden Door thing with. New Japan, so they've got two sides of this bracket. They've got New Japan um, with a couple of uh, matches to try and determine their side of it, and then Mox because he's number he's rated one uh, at the minute. There's going to be like a little bit of a 
tournament to face him to then see who's going to face the guy from New Japan. Um, so I don't mind that. I think it's interesting. It, it, the fact that they've explained in quite a bit of detail the rules on how this is going to work is definitely one better than WWE because they would just go, we've got a tournament. And That's then that it. would be it. <laughs> so you would just have to work out from there what would happen. Um, so yeah, the fact that they've explained it is, is pretty good. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Guess we'll see. The story will unfold. I actually don't have any Sasha and Naomi news for you guys uh, this week, so we'll take a week off. Yeah, week they're off they're old that, news because MJF dropped that pipe they're bomb. And news. Uh, Everyone uh, forgot and we'll it. talk. We'll talk about MJF in a second, but I do want to jump over to WWE because from one pair of champions... Uh, handing their belts in and going home. Well, one champion got to stay home um, last night in Hell in a Cell and is apparently going to stay home from Money in the Bank 2. And that is our Tribal Chief and our WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. If this is true, it's a second pay-per-view in a row that he is absent from and thus remains unchallenged. Jason, does this cheapen his uh, all-time longest universal championship reign, or does it allow for a little bit of freshness in the gimmick to have some time away? Uh, I think it. I look at it more from a freshness point of view. I wish we could hear more about what he's been doing or why he isn't on the card, or you know, not just like he isn't there. I don't know if I missed something, but I think it's nice that we had a, a pay-per-view with a, an incredible main event blood feud meant for meant for that type of match for once good job yeah focus on them don't it doesn't always have to be focused on the title but if the title is on the pay-per-view then it should be on the title right so if you leave it off you can focus on other people focus on other titles put that as the main event get those hot i know it's going to take some time because they've been forgotten but uh, i don't mind i don't need to see the champion every pay-per-view personally i think it cheapens the title when it's defended too many times personally so uh, i don't mind this at all i just wish we had more updates from him maybe some like vignettes or some interviews or just like what's going on or when he plans to fight you know something more like that keep us in the loop um yeah but i don't have a problem with it i think we should we could elevate more stuff when we're not thinking about the main title and then when it comes around it's going to be really an epic matchup makes sense makes sense do you think with regards to that then obviously if you look at WWE programming or any wrestling show as an actual TV show if you don't have the main character in your TV show regularly does that spoil that? Like obviously you don't need to be in the main event of every pay-per-view but if we don't see Roman in Raw and Smackdown That's why we should see him I don't think it's the fight always but we should see him um, in some form I think they they yeah. did have a video package, but mm. he was not there. Yeah, they had a video package just talking about his dominance. Mm. Or um, but you could I mean we still got the the, the women's champions right, so I just you know yeah. make them the main attraction, make them the True. main the point of champion. emphasis. A women's Cha- champion. Yeah, so yeah, a, I mean there's UF, there's been UFC pay per views and stuff where uh, the main attraction was a, a crazy women's match or something. So we don't need. Roman, we got main event women that desperately Absolutely. need, uh, you know, some time. True, true. All right. Now we're going to dive back to AEW because, of course, from injury news to people being removed from things to uh, 
MJF, we do have to talk about MJF. Of course, he cut that promo that even I went over and watched. That's how uh, significant Mm -hmm. it was. And as a (laughs) follow-up to that, not only has MJF's superstar page been removed from AEW's website, Mm -hmm. so too has all of his merch. (laughs) So I'm sure at this point, Jordan, this is probably a work. But I do like that they're leaning into it. What do you think about where this is going? I mean, yeah, it's got to be a work. It's got to be. Like, he is so good at what he does. I've sat here and told you guys that I think he is one of the greatest right now. In the ring, not necessarily, but just as an overall wrestler, performer, character, gimmick, whatever you want to call it, he is one of the best that the world of wrestling has to offer right now. And that promo has just proved it. It has blurred the lines of of work and shoot. Nobody really knows 100% what's going on. I think it's impressive that AEW have managed to keep the kind of story behind it quiet and away from from, prying eyes and all that kind of stuff. Because ultimately, if this had happened in WWE, we would know what the end game was already because there's so many people sitting there scrutinizing it online and, and in the back and everything like that, that you would know what was going on. But we don't have that with AEW at the minute. And I think, ultimately, where does this end? I have absolutely no idea. And that is the beauty of it. I think it's excellent. I would actually kind of love it if he did leave, go to WWE and then come back. I, it, it's, it, I have no idea. I have no idea what is going to happen here. But it's exciting. He is so good on the mic. He, I'm literally on the edge of my seat waiting to see what he is going to say next. I absolutely love it. I know that, Jason, you, you were, I think, one of the first to, to call it out at the time. You know, go and watch this. What did you, what did you think about the actual promo itself? Me? Uh, well, there's a couple of things I want to touch on in regards to it. Um, for First of all, when he had the match with Wardlow, he had nuclear heat and everyone wanted mm. to murder him and, and boo him. And then the next, uh, not next night, but I guess, what was it, like on the Wednesday or whatever, he had yeah. the whole stadium chanting his name. So name me someone else that's ever done that uh, other than maybe Bret Hart, but it took different countries. He had to be in Canada to get cheered and then in the States to get nuclear heat. Uh, in the same country, he has his countrymen booing him and cheering him, and he's taking us on his roller coaster up and down and all over the place, and we don't know where it's going, but we're excited. And uh, some things to touch on, like... Um, the fact that AEW ignored that the promo happened at all was great. They didn't say, check out this crazy MJF, and they weren't promoting it themselves because they knew everyone in the stadium would do that. They don't need to do that. Um, The fact that Punk came out with a boot missing, like he came out with like a bare foot and like one sock on, and this was like when the cameras were off, and and once again, they know everyone's going to share it. You don't need to do it. You don't need to make it fake, you know? And then they come back from the break as if nothing happened. They don't promote it. Um, I thought they just did a good job. All these little touches, uh, MJF, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty crazy when you just tell the truth and act like a normal human, all of a sudden it's the best promo of all time. Maybe you should just let them do that more often. I'm not saying you have to shit on the company all the time, but just like he said things that someone in his position would say, and he said it freely and convincingly and with emotion. Wow. What a breath of fresh air and no one can do it better than him right now, but other people should get the chance to do it. Um, He's uh he's the best talker in wrestling. 
right now, in my opinion. Not to say that he's like way above everyone. No one can touch him, but I think he's the best. He's the most um, captivating person on TV. You hate him, then you love him. You know, like the, the, he gets compared to Miz a lot, but Miz is great at being hated. It's hard mm-hmm. to love the Miz. I was just watching his his face turn in like 2012, and it was just unnatural. It didn't work. But MJF can make you love him, make you hate him. And uh, I just, he's just incredible. He's 26, I think. So the sky is the it, it, limit. In the space of one promo. In the space of one like, promo, it, he could turn you around. It, it, that's he, the thing. Like, he, he came out to the ring it, yeah. that night to booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by true. the end of that promo, he's being cheered. Name. That's insane. He's, all all yeah. it did was for him to, you know, that one statement of, you know, um, when, he, when he mentions WWE, instantly mm-hmm. like that everyone just went go cool. yeah i and, appreciate what he's done and some of his detractors will say he relies on cuss words or cheap like wwe pops but including that is fine because it's real and it's not just that's not all he said and it's, and it's the way he says it and he's convincing that's why people don't know i think personally i think it's a work shoot i think they allowed him to take some liberties i'm you know but uh, at the same time, I think they're in on it, obviously. But uh, it's incredible. And if all wrestling was like this, I think every time we get on this podcast, we'd be much more hype about speaking about it mm. rather than hype about shitting on it. Yeah. That's that's true. MJF's contract goes until the end of next year. So who knows what turns and twists this tale can take. But uh, A lot of teas. A lot of teas, I know, right? Um <laughs> Okay, I want to do one more discussion news story, and then I'll just rapid fire the rest of these because none of them are super, super huge. After that, um, and I'm I'm gonna pick this one out of the out of the others because this is one that we've talked about, or I've brought up a couple times in the past about one Claudio Castagnoli, aka Cesaro. Uh, rumors were swirling around that he was gonna go to AEW. It was a done deal. That uh, they teased having him on. He was he was in the crowd. He was this guy. You know, he's a bald white guy, so there's like 30,000 of them at any wrestling show. Um, but now the rumor seems to be that he might go back to WWE. Keep in mind, he was not fired. He no. chose to let his contract run yeah, out and I become him going a back. free agent. Yeah, yeah, Jason, that was where I was going to go. Can you see him coming back? Does it make sense to I think him it makes sense. and to the WWE to bring him back? And where would he fit in? Like, where he's at in his career, like, he's unlimitedly talented as far as in-ring. He's never been that great on the mic or that captivating on the mic. So, I don't think him going, like, like I don't think he goes to AEW. All of a sudden, he's going to be this amazing performer on the microphone, and they're going to let him do whatever he wants. I don't think so. So, he's going to go back to WWE, have great matches, make a lot of money. And, I mean, he's not a spring chicken. Was he? He's almost 40, I think, even though he looks yeah. like Superman, um, Swiss Superman. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think he goes back to what, what he knows. I, I don't think he necessarily left because he hated it, right? He might have just taken a break or just wanted to step Very aside possible. for a bit. Like, So I think he comes back, and I hope he has some really good matches. And once again, every week we can uh, speculate if this is the time that he finally gets the chance to go yeah. on a run. <laughs> He'll always be one of, those, one of those guys. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with it because you're no. right. He's not going to go to another place and suddenly achieve another level because he's already on that level. He's one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. There was one fun story that there, one fun suggestion that somebody had about him is maybe have him join up with Max Dupree in his little male model group. Oh yeah, Uh, that would make sense because he's you know he's that kind of guy. You know, 
He's a sexy guy. He's a sexy he, Swiss I think he came guy. on to 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 the yeah. main rosters with uh, and that would be Sana perfect, right? Or something or Lana Dupree or Dupree can talk for him. Dupree, Dupree. exactly. Yeah. I think ultimately the pop for Cesaro is going to be bigger in WWE than it ever will be for Claudio Castagnoli in any other promotion because yeah. that's where he spent maybe the majority of his career. ROH. Maybe ROH. Yeah, yeah, just maybe. Given, but yeah. I just think his presence is so well known in the WWE universe that he turns up after six months, six years, whatever, he, he, he's going to pop, whether it be tag team or whether it be singles. So... And plus, he has the beauty of production value, which, as Jason says, he doesn't really have the uh, the best skills on the mic. So the production value of WWE is going to be able to help him along with that and partner him up with somebody. Whether it be right or wrong, at least he's going to get the support that he maybe needs in that, that area. I could see it happen. And I would, I would welcome him back with open arms. Of course. Cesaro versus... Cody Rhodes at some point. That'd be class. For mm. sure. For sure. So just a couple rapid fire things. I know we have some other stuff to get to, but stuff that I found was newsworthy. Uh, worthy of news. So mm. let's talk about a couple more returns that did and did not happen, starting with the one that did not. Uh, there was a little rumor floating around. I know, Jordan, you mentioned it, about one Wyndham Rotunda potentially making a return somewhere yeah. although he himself has said he's coming soon somewhere uh there was some speculation he might show up last night hell in a cell but they always you know people always speculate when as, as soon as a wrestler says i'm coming back oh well it's gonna be the next possible show or Big, opportunity yeah, yeah. he of course didn't but there's certainly still um opportunity for him to show up and who knows where this guy can go really i think he's playing it very close to the chest and rightfully so uh, how about someone who did return on AEW? We had Miro coming oh. back uh, last week. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, Beautiful. Another return that was maybe if you blinked, you would have missed it. This was actually in the Cody and Seth brawl last week. One of the uh, random jobbers that came out to break them up was in fact a former jobber, former member of the B-Squad, Curtis Axel, a.k.a. Michael McGillicuddy, a.k.a. Kurt Hennig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was oh, there? Mama. I didn't see him. He was he was there. He was in wow. one of the one of the guys who came and broke up the fight. Uh, apparently he is <laughs> apparently he's back. Uh, Kurt Hennig is in a producer role. Uh, I don't expect to see him on your television screens on a okay weekly basis. But uh, hey, why not? Make a steady paycheck. Go get it, Kurt. Isn't it mad when you see some of these guys that you used to like see as tag team champs or whatever, and they're just wearing a suit and they're just yeah. sitting bald? Every time you see Jamie wear, Noble like, and Joey Mercury, yeah, Jamie yeah, Noble, Joey Mercury, and... like, um, yeah, there's a few that just cut about, and you're like, what? I mean, What's like, going on? Fit Finley just appears from time Finley's to time. Around. Like, What's going on here? I bet, like, I bet they'll they'll have Matt Bloom every now and then, right? Mm-hmm. A Train. Uh, so uh, there's always these former, like Scotty Too Hotty was back there. There's always yeah. these former wrestlers that you just don't hear about. But, oh, they're actually back working. You know, Drew should have like become that guy soon enough. They should have like a really high profile guy do it one time that hasn't been around. Like, the <laughs> like Randy Orton come, come out, out in a suit and just break up a fight. And leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, was that the Undertaker? <laughs> wait a minute. Um, and how about some NXT news over here? Uh, so uh, they had been teasing for the past few weeks the arrival of a man named Giovanni Vinci. 
Uh, it turns out this is not a brand new wrestler. It is someone that we know somewhat well under a different name. It is a man who is formerly of Imperium. Fabian Eichner is debuting as Giovanni Vinci. You don't even have to make the main roster for them to change your name nowadays. No. So <laughs> he'll probably get his name changed again when he does. Or, hey, that's a male model name on the subject of Max Dupree. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll be debuting soon. And Dupree. finally, you thought Cody would be the last injury story we'd talk about today? No. Matt Cardona also uh, is injured. He of indie wrestling superstardom at this point, former internet mm. champion Zack Ryder. He's got a torn bicep as well. He'll be out mm. for probably a few months at this rate. So the injury bug is striking the wrestling world, and mm. that, Jobbers, is the news. That was the news. That was the news. Damn. Excellent. All right. So, uh, are we talking about hell in cell? Yes. Hell in cell. Hell you put trivia before the review. Is that intentional or, or did you... uh, no? That is purely because <laughs> I was typing uh, things nope. out while I was on the bus and All right. uh, a pint in me. So these things happen. Um, let's let's talk hell in a cell because obviously it's it's the big news of the week. This pay per view. Obviously, the main event was the, uh, the 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 diamond in the turd that was this pay per view. So we'll get there eventually, and obviously the news around Cody and his injury and, and uh, quitting it. I guess nobody and watched the, in your house, right? It was on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I got the Spark Notes version. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, Braun Breaker I, I, one. I Braun Breaker yeah, won. And, and yes. that's it. I kept abreast of the Carmelo Hayes uh, is he the new to? North American. Yeah. And the Creed brothers are the new tag team champions. Never even heard of them, but congrats. <laughs> they're, they're getting Diamond push. Diamond right? They're, yeah. They're, uh, they, in fact, they won to win the... They, they won the right to not only be champions, but to remain as part of the Diamond Mine, ah. which is just them and Roddy at this point, I'm pretty sure. I think sure, uh, so. Gigi, Gigi Dolan and uh, the third one that is the least popular... Won J- their titles back yeah, to they won. <laughs> JC Jane, JC Jane, she JC won, and uh, Jane, Mandy, Mandy won. Mandy kept her title as well. Who'd she beat so Toxic Attraction. Stay, uh, she beat Wendy. Um, uh, Wendy, the Chief. girl oh, that the, likes the to sleepy wear pajamas. Girl, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, pajama, pajama it's so girl. Stupid. It's stupid. The it's haunted stupid. pajama freak. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, there you go. That's in your house. There you go. We, we managed to <laughs> we reviewed that in like a minute. I think so there, there was maybe one blood feud. I think, uh, yeah, I think there was a blood feud. I think Legato was fighting as well, but uh, against yeah. a bunch of Italians. Who knows? <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's talk Galera Cell. Bunch of Italians. That's what I tell me. I was wrong. Like, it was no, you're right. Legato, you're right. It was basically Mexicans versus Italians. It's a tale as old as time. So, um, yeah. so yeah, let's talk Galera Cell. Um, do you want to break it down match by match? Or break it down. Much? Yeah, let's do it. I guess we could. There's there's a good amount of filler in this pay per view overall. You know, again, started with a banger though. Started with a banger, ended with a banger. But much like WrestleMania Backlash, it was a good wrestling show. Just wasn't a good pay per view. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess let's go through it then. Our first match, uh, almost twenty minutes of uh, of triple threat action between three incredible talents. Uh, Bianca Belair defeated Asuka and Becky Lynch to retain uh, her Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Jason, what did you think about this match? 
Um, they got a good amount of time, which is nice because, like you said, you got three studs in there, so you got to give them their time for sure. Um, I had no real problems with the match. They executed it pretty well. wasn't too. There's a couple like standard like three woman suplex off the top rope spots, which I hate and never want to see. But whatever, I accept that they happen sometimes. Um, it was good. The only problem I had a little bit was how it ended. I feel like Bianca won, but it was like a little like, you know, dastardly heel win. Like, ha ha ha, throw you at the ring yeah. and I steal the win. And, uh, and have you seen Bianca Belair? Does she need to do that? No, she should break them both over her back and pin both of them. But, you know, uh, besides that, at least the right person won in my mind. I don't love that Oscar took the pin. It would be better if Becky took it, in my opinion. But Oscar uh, stays getting disrespected, I guess. So well. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think that Oscar looked weak in this match. As far as she's too know, good to look that weak. And that's it. But ultimately, if you've got three people like that, you need one of them needs to look weak. One of them needs to take. Should have been Becky at this point. She doesn't need to. She, well, that's it. I I don't think Becky can look weak, but yeah. I don't think she 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 loses by losing. If that's exactly because she's going that through that sense. like wacky. I don't know who I am. Uh, you know. Yeah, and and that's fine. The match was good. I I really enjoyed it. I I actually didn't mind the finish because I saw um, both Asuka and Becky. Uh, throughout the match trying to do the whole somebody does a move and then them throwing somebody mm, else at the ring okay. it happened a couple of times yeah. so I didn't mind Bianca eventually doing it because it was it, it kind of threw back to the match to show hey yeah. you can do this I can do it too she's the and, strongest and, I, and the smartest exactly the yeah. ES I, I appreciated the storytelling of it but I, I agree it, the only thing that bothered me is is Asuka in the match is if you're trying yeah. to build this as like a further stepping stone to Bianca and Becky, yeah. make it just a singles match. Yeah. Why throw Asuka in just to have her lose and kind of be fodder, especially if she, she such just a came big back. Turn. Yeah. She just came back. So or, at least or use like, somebody know, else. Do someone else. Like, like, like somebody like Asuka. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we expect her to lose. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Using somebody like Asuka, man, it's like she deserves so much better than that. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. She's still, put on a performance i enjoyed watching her wrestle of course i did yeah but i just feel like she was yes. only in that to take the loss for becky mm-hmm. that yeah. was it agreed um if there's nothing else on that match we'll move on then uh, to our second match of the night which was bobby lashley defeating omas and mvp <laughs> uh, in a two-on-one handicap did uh, um, did you hear the diss track? Yeah, they played it. Yes, before yeah, they yeah, the full mighty. Yeah. Well, here, here's what I think about this uh, triangle of love or hate. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the countless activities they did together, like a picture drawing contest and arm wrestling contest and all this <laughs> contest that they did. I didn't really pay attention to that, but obviously, I was invested in MVP and Bobby as a team and as friends and as mentor and mentee um so i will say the the promo package before this match really for some reason it really hit home with me it really got me hyped for this match like because mvp is at the top of his game and bobby get credit to him like he's a monster 
and he cut yeah. and it, it's legit and and every time i see him i'm like wow let's go so i was hype and on omos even is looking better than he ever has he's moving a bit more like i like his look he's trimmed up a bit i don't know what it is but he looks yeah. better he looks like I, a monster yeah. too so i was hype for this match out of nowhere based on that promo package so good job but then they say, had the they made match. Omos look very good yeah, yeah he looks very good he looks <laughs> but then they had the match and this is like this is your brother turn his back on you threw you to the curb and and this match was not brutal enough for that you know maybe they continue yeah. i don't know but it was not brutal enough for that omos was just tossed aside and then he pins mvp obviously it's got to be that way like I, I don't think omos looked strong enough in this match there wasn't enough conflict there wasn't enough blood and brutality and anger and and like emotion it just felt yeah, but, weird. But, but that's because the, the problem with this feud at the minute is you've got Bobby versus Omas, but actually the feud is between Bobby and MVP. Yeah, of course. I, I, so what, what we really need is Bobby versus MVP. Not, not a handicap, but we're not going to see that. We, can't because be, we don't believe that. It's not fair. believable. Yeah. It's, it's not going to happen. So yeah. that's why I thought this would be good. And, and it, was, it wasn't that bad. Like I did enjoy it. Believe it or not, I did enjoy this a little bit. But it could have been. It should have been much more. Like you said, it should have yeah. been much more. Yeah. Bob, but, Bobby, uh, Bobby looked good at least. He, he, he looked good. a bit during the match. Um, yeah. There, there were two things that were a little weird. Uh, well, not weird, but I, but definitely stood out to me. One is Cedric getting involved. Oh, that was again. so stupid. What the like, hell? There's got to be another way to bring him back to to relevance because he is a oh. good wrestler. He's, he's, he's fun a, to watch. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish they would have thought of a different way because Bobby just came up to him after. He's like, hey. Uh, and you oh, couldn't that hear was anything. So awkward. The audio was terrible in that, that promo. That was so awkward. He's like, "Hey, hey, uh, scamp, just hey, uh, don't don't get into my match again." Ho, ho, ho. But but isn't he so, mad at him because he was interfering before? And like, it's just that was so weird. I don't know. It's, it's it made him look shame. like a dumb little kid or something. The, it's like this dude. Yeah, is the other not thing, if, if you go back yeah. a year, you've got MVP Cedric. Bobby yeah, and they were bosses and, uh, and Shelton, Shelton as the greatest thing that happened yeah, exactly. in, in and Raw last scamp. year. And now I'm kind of watching, going, "What is this?" No, that was, I feel bad for Cedric. That was real. Oh. Yeah. What do you make of Bobby's celebration after he took that guy's authentic uh, replica took title? The title. He was motioning for the title. Yeah. Like, Yo, is that I him want... saying, "I want a shot," or is he that deserves a shot? Foreshadowing. Give so, it to so him. So again, like th- it, that was something I wanted to to ask you guys. Do you think that's deliberate because the the reason I bring that up is you see him after the match you know kind of signaling that he's got it around his waist and And all that kind of stuff and they don't talk about it they they do not comment on it at all he does it two or three times while he's celebrating right and nobody mentions it Mm -hmm. it's only when he goes out of the ring picks up the title off the fan and it's like yeah and the announcer's like oh that's what he meant by this yeah (laughs) and it's like is is that because they then thought we have to say something now because of what he's doing, or is yeah. it that, or that I don't know? Was the maybe title a plant? A little, it could be. But yeah. It, either yeah. way, it's maybe you could read it as him going into going into business for himself. Because remember mm. how he lost it, right? He was legit hurt, so they had to kind of take the belt off him mm-hmm. in the elimination chamber, give it to Brock. So maybe if you're Bobby, you're thinking I didn't really get a fair shake to defend the title. Yeah, and lose it. And honestly, I could buy him in a in a one on one match with Roman. Of course, he's a beast. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. The, the entire time last year that um, Bobby was just dominating everybody, he was on another show to Roman. So we didn't really get that mm-hmm. feud between the two. So maybe that's what we need going into you know the end of the summer if if Roman and Bobby are both fit. 
That is a that's a clash. I Have mean, they fought before, or at least not in their current. Uh, not, gimmicks. not in their. Yeah, it exactly. Feels like they have, but they have. I'm sure they have, but not, not in tribal chief versus the Almighty. I don't think. No. I don't. Well, think that's so. money, right I, there. I, I could Let's be go. wrong. That is money. Yeah. I mean, your September October pay per view is normally what clashes champions or whatever. I could see that building towards that. That it, that it's a feud and it is money. It is yes. money. Um, right. I do think that. It, um, What's his name? Bobby is going to need some kind of backup. And if that's what they're building, maybe Cedric to be kind of part of or whatever, that's fine. I mean, Hurt Business versus um, the Bloodline would have been a great thing to have seen last year. Unfortunately, we don't have that right now. But yeah, I, I think ultimately that is where we could go with it. And I would be absolutely fine with that. But let's move on. Our next match of the night... Our personal favorite KO defeating uh, Eli- uh, Ezekiel uh, <laughs> in a singles match for no reason other than we can watch it. And apparently, this was more important to have on the pay per view than a potential IC title or the other women's title or anything like that from SmackDown because SmackDown doesn't matter. Um, a good match. I actually was surprised by this. I thought it was going to be pish, but it was good. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed... The beauty of any match with KO is that because there's mics around the ring now, you get to hear him talk. And he's a great talker on the mic when it's a promo. He's an even better talker when he's in the middle of a match because you can hear him just shouting and roaring and cussing. It's great. I love it. But it was good. I enjoyed watching this. It was a solid match for sure, yeah. I think I'm a little bit over the whole Ezekiel thing now. Yeah, I think that's got to take the next step. We need the next. Yeah, step. it needs to go somewhere. Well, what's that? What what's the next I, I don't, step? That's the thing. I don't know. I, I will say uh, the way, you, as you would say, it, Jordan. There was a bit of color in this match too. There was some in Bobby's match. There's some in this one, and I never really got a good chance to see uh, Ezekiel slash Elias wrestle. He was always much more of a exactly kind of a showman. Yeah. Uh, in in his old gimmick, so he actually is a pretty decent wrestler. Um, and KO being KO, he can make anything entertaining for me. So yeah, it was a fine match. Did it need to be on this pay-per-view? No, it didn't. I think it, it would have been better to have seen this build a little bit more, in my opinion. Like, the feud, when I watched this, right before it started, they were like, this is a deeply personal I mean, feud. And I was like... It's been going on for two months. Yeah, but what's personal about it? I'm just saying, yeah, they've even, been going at it for a while. It's a long time in WWE. Yeah, that's even a long after time. the match, they said like Kevin Owens has exercised his demons of thinking a guy is a different guy. Yeah. Um. Well, that's it. That's what I mean. Like, how is it? It's not deeply personal. If some guy comes out and goes, "Yeah, my name's Ezekiel," now, and they're like, "No, no, no, you're Elias." He goes, "No, no, that was my brother." What's personal about it? the fact that Ko thinks he's gone mental? Like, there's nothing. He's personally insulted. Yeah. Well, there you go. I guess that's it. He's personally insulted. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fine. I, it feels like that's the end of that. We're not going to have much more of it. The fact that he won clean pretty much sums that up. Uh, but let's move on to a another feud uh, that's been going on for far too long. And as much as we thought it was going to end in a particular way, it definitely did not end in that way. It is continuing to be pish, swirled in with some more pish, 
uh, on top of a shite uh, covered in pish. Uh, and it is the Judgment Day, the, the Judgment Day, uh, defeating AJ, Finn and Live, Laugh, Lose in some kind of mad six-man, six-person, six-non-binary tag. Who knows what this was all about? I didn't really... Honestly, I mean, I've watched I, it all. I didn't see it, so... It, it's <laughs> on, it, it's not worth it, Jason. Don't waste your time. I like, don't want to. <laughs> it, it was... I didn't really understand what the point of this match was anyway, because if AJ had won, I would understand. I'd go, oh, great, I'll look back at this match and be like, let's see what happened. But I already knew that he didn't. Mm. So what was the point in this? Nobody's been redeemed by this. Nobody's been progressed by this. It is literally just a feud for the sake of a feud that did nothing. The amount of talent in that ring, too? Crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. The first ever Universal Champion. and A Hall of Famer. Uh, Two Hall of Famers, I mean, guaranteed. International legend. Oh, three, yeah, probably three. Three Hall of Famers. Maybe four, maybe five. I, you know, two young, yeah, potential. You know, one, one, one more up and coming than the other, but but definitely two young talents. And the match is boring. Why am I watching this? It's just nothing there's happens. Very little, there's very little suspense. Uh, like I still try. I'm trying to understand what the Judgment Day's motivation is, and they played a little package before the match, as they always do, and it just sounded like. And maybe this is the point. Maybe this is it. It's, it sounds like a cult who is just like, we believe, we have, we are seeing things the real way, but they're not saying anything. They're just saying these vague nonsense. And exactly as George, first of all, I'll also mentioned, this is this was the pay-per-view of surprising color because AJ was busted open at yeah. the end of the match. I have no idea how or why. But uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not only do I think that the wrong team won because it doesn't add any interest to this feud i also even with this loss again from the you know that that team the the, the two sweet team the, the, the two sweet team the whatever's um the losers um <laughs> i still think this is gonna go on because the way the commentary was talking about is that they need to find some advantage or some edge <laughs> but i didn't say edge so <laughs> not gonna, he's not gonna turn but like they're building is that there's there's this challenge that that is going to be overcome and it's just i'm not interested in this because you've already made aj and finn and Liv lose about seven thousand times uh in the last two months to this same team you have edge going on twitter just post you know as soon as he's gonna post our pictures uh he's as the just, next he's just in bed <laughs> he's running out yeah. of people <laughs> um yeah the like again exactly as you said the amount of talent in this match does not justify the quality yeah. of the match um i will say my valet was watching still at this point she watched a uh, part of the show with me she tapped out at the no holds barred match too violent for her but she watched this mm-hmm. one she loves the judgment day she thinks they're cool looking and she did not like Liv morgan she called her blondie all uh, all <laughs> match wasn't a fan yeah. but uh she found it exciting but um yeah it was narrative wise it doesn't go anywhere that that's yeah. for sure yeah if you don't if you don't care about backstory or a reason yeah. for them being fighting or anything then yeah maybe they performed well but i care about those things 
No, of course. In a vacuum, if you're watching just that show, which she yeah. did, then yeah, look, this team's all coordinated. They they have yeah. a look. They have a thing. These guys are just some random misfits that you picked up off the street. Of course, the 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 coordinated team is going to look more appealing and more interesting. Well, apparently she she wasn't wearing the right gear, so they're yeah. not coordinated that well, are they? You know, well, they well, they put something together that worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's move on. We had uh, another blood feud uh, between. I mean, I'm not sure what his name is at this point. Is it just Mad? Is it Cap? Or is it Moss? Moss. Because he, he, well, I heard them saying on commentary, ah, oh, Moss is doing this, Moss is doing that. But he posted something on social media that said, welcome, Cap. And I was like, no way have they ditched every other bit of his name and they're just going to call him Cap. Cap, no, no way. I think as um, far as I know, he was still Mad Cap Moss last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, Madcap Moss defeats uh, Happy Baron. Eh, sorry, Happy Corbin. Happy sorry, Baron. Happy Baron. Baron. Uh, in a you know, it was, it was a match. It was a thing that happened. I I didn't yeah. love it. I didn't hate it. It was all right. Just ready for Madcap to do something else. Um, I, I think he's got a bright future. So let this be the end of Corbin. Let Corbin go do something else too. I think yeah. they both can do better things. I'm just happy he has new gear because I was harping on that every week. Get rid of the loafers. Get rid of the suspenders. Yeah. And you'll yeah. look like a monster, and he does. He looks like a beast. Yeah, this was it. Uh, two days ago, he posted on uh, on social media uh, a photo of himself. Hey, look at that. Uh, I mean, the guy's an absolute unit. Yeah. Like, you, you could see him against absolutely anybody yeah. in the company, of course. Uh, and the caption is, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Cap. Now, uh, if that is the no, name that they're go, they that's go for, Cap. that sucks. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Ultimately, the match was fine. Nothing really to speak about. I do hope um, that Happy Baron Corbin, or whatever his happy, sad, balding Corbin, or whatever his name is, uh, goes away for a bit. Yeah, because I would like to see him come back in a different gimmick again. I think the happy things run its course. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him back as Baron Corbin again, uh, with his old music and a bit more kind of rough and. Um, but I guess we'll see. We'll see in time. Um. Again, let's move on. Our second to last match is a match for the United States Championship. Who would have thunk it between? No, I was going to say Austin Theory. It's not Austin Theory. His name is Just Theory, uh, defeating Mustafa Ali. Um, what did you think about this? I, you know, I watched it expecting to not really enjoy it, and I was pleasantly surprised. Well, you got two monster performers in there. Why not? Yeah, I thought it was a great match. I love that it ended clean. For theory, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it legitimizes him. Um, you know, he'd been kind of getting a little bit of the cowardly heel uh, in him. And I always like to check social media, the subreddit, and just see sort of, am I way off in what I'm thinking? It doesn't change my opinion necessarily, but I just like to see. And a lot of people were complaining like, oh, Ali deserves better. I'm like, he does, but... Not at the expense of someone who they're clearly pushing. They even referred to Austin Theory as having 
ruthless aggression. They're very much teasing a John Cena match versus Theory, and I'd love to see that. The parallels are insane. He even has the same gear that Cena had when he first debuted. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to invest in a guy who I think, even though he's back, is on borrowed time in the company. He's not re-signing. He's going to leave as soon as his contract is up. I, I respect him for coming back to fulfill the remainder of his contract in, in Mustafa Ali, and he's going to do great things elsewhere. And I know he was in his hometown of Chicago um, last night, but you don't just give it to a guy because you want him to win and he's in his hometown. Yes, it's great if you can win, give someone a win in their hometown, but what does taking the title away from Theory at this point do? So, I mean, forget this title and forget this particular feud. You think there's no redemption for Ali in WWE? I think there is if he wants it. I don't think he wants it. I think he came back to be a professional and fulfill the remainder of his contract. I don't see him sticking around. I don't know when his contract expires, but they said, listen, we're not releasing you. So you can either sit around and do nothing or... uh, you can come back. Yeah, here, here's a package where you can wrestle yep. every other, you know, pretty much every week and be part of a storyline. Yep. Very, very yeah, possibly. And he's a great wrestler. I don't want to say this oh, is a bad thing good. against him. It was a great match. I actually, exactly as you said, Jordan, I, I enjoyed it more than I expected it to, more than I expected to, because I expected there to be some schmaz. Um, but no, it was just a clean match, a good match. Yeah. It went on no longer than it needed to, but they had enough time to really showcase uh, their stuff. Um, I actually love the eight down down finisher. I think it's really mm-hmm. clean looking. It looks like a devastating move. I'm sure it'll be broken out of like 30 times against John Cena if he does face him. But it's like you know, um, for now, it was good. It's like an F5 mixed with a go to sleep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Go to five. Yeah. Go to five. F sleep. F- F- oh, the F sleep. F sleep. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's me at this point, to be yeah. fair. Um, okay. We're there. We're there. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Let's it. Talk Main about event. It. Uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. One Hell in a Cell match, of course, because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was a match that we thought we might not even get. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I will say is I couldn't, avoid the spoilers on this one i i didn't manage to watch it live so i had to watch it today um but i i didn't avoid the spoilers i thought do you know what this pay-per-view is not going to be much because i was concerned that this match either won't happen or if it did happen it wouldn't happen in its entirety i thought there was going to be some kind of pish uh to try and cheat me out of this match the first thing i woke up to this morning was um an instagram story from wwe of uh, Cody taking off his jacket and I saw the extent of the bruising across his chest and I thought, nah, no way. <laughs> that's it. There's, that, that's not a thing. There's no danger there is going to be a match between these two guys. It's going to be some pish. The match won't start properly. Something will happen. There'll be... I was wrong. I was absolutely wrong. This was tough to watch. There were moments where I genuinely had like tightened up I'm on my arse I clenched it together and my... cringing and clenching it, yeah like every muscle in my body was just like oh that looks awful and it was based solely off the fact that they were bruising across that man's chest 
Jason, um, we had, a, a, you know, one of our, what do we call him, the shadow jobber. Um, he he had a, a hot take on this match. Uh, Lewis, the vegan daddy himself, um, ha- had something to say on this, and he messaged it into the chat that um, he basically thought that wrestling with this kind of injury, a, a torn pec, is incredible. Uh, it's a testament to his willpower and his desire to be the best at what he does. Um, however, he thought he shouldn't have done it, um, mostly because of the fact that it. Performing like this while injured then becomes expected of some of the talent and some of the higher ups, some of the uh, the creative. If these kind of injuries happen, which they do all the time, we understand that they do. It's it's part of the job. These the higher ups, the creative might start to expect that of the talent. What do you think about that statement? And do you think that's fair? I do not think just because Cody Rhodes is a beast and decided to go through with this, that the backstage is going to start like expecting all their wrestlers to work with a severe injury. I really don't think that's going to be the next standard. They're moving the opposite, opposite direction with concussions and everything else. I don't think it's going to all of a sudden go back like, well, Cody did it. Like, I just don't see that. Um, I do think a lot of wrestlers wrestle with injuries we don't even know, but this one really hit us because we could see it. And when you can see it, you could believe it. And boy, did I believe it. And I was hurting yeah. with him, uh, obviously not, but like I felt it. And um, yeah, I'm watching the show called The Boys now, and I love this show, but it also makes me wince and cringe and make me uncomfortable. And that's exactly what this match did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even the crowd was quiet at times only because they were not yeah. sure if they should cheer or boo or what to do because it's like this man looks like he's a bomb of blood exploded in his arm and chest <laughs> and it's just like uh, I don't know like uh, rating this match do we rate it like I feel bad saying anything bad about this match to be honest with you because of what he put himself through I mean it wasn't perfect I didn't like everything about it but at the same time uh, it's a 500 million star match with with the, the the that looking injury that he had to deal with and and essentially one half of his body not usable. So I don't know what what did you guys think of the match overall? I definitely enjoyed it overall. I think it's incredible for his legacy, um, no pun intended, and because uh, he was in Legacy and yes. um nice yeah this is one we're gonna remember forever i think right because it was good enough to remember obviously the performance was incredible it, it made you feel and when wrestling makes you feel you remember definitely made me feel uh i i will say a couple of things i appreciate that we did not get an oversaturation of hell in a cell matches this year if you guys remember hell in a cell 2021 won our jobby for worst pay-per-view oh yeah yeah of the yeah. year it did i actually went back and checked so i don't know that it'll get that honor this year but hey so. still got half the year to go i don't think so out of respect Hopefully for cody not. i won't do it <laughs> there you go i think there's probably a couple that have already been worse and you know there, there's room for a couple mm. more definitely to come Plenty in there and be worse yeah. um and, and i also appreciate that they yeah they gave us a blood feud in a hell in a cell and i think that's yeah. kind of what's most appropriate i don't want just a random championship match oh well hell in a cell's coming up better be in a cell yeah it doesn't yeah. you don't get the brutality and of course with cody's injury you have the added layer of additional emotional brutality and i i do understand lewis's point uh 
that maybe it's not a great precedent that it sets. I think I, I, I'm not as worried about that because this sounds very much like it was a Cody yeah, decision or, or at least sure. one that Cody very strongly pushed for. Definitely. You can call it being professional. You can call it, you know, maybe given a bit more than he needed to. You can like, say I don't being think he stupid. You could say it was stupid. Yeah, you yeah. could say him yeah. being yeah. stupid. He might even say it too. Yeah, it was stupid, but he I might. did it. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I w- you know, you guys shouldn't do this. I did it. Yeah. But no one else should do this. And I, mean, I don't we all, think... We, we all sit and watch Jackass, right? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Like, you know, these guys do things that we would never even attempt doing. So you used to call well, him a jackass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's, maybe that's what they'll do. Yeah, Cody so, I mean, jackass rules. I don't know. I will say, uh, there were times when I'm like, is he actually hurt? Because Seth was really, you know, targeting that area. And then I read this, like, you can't really make a torn. If it's torn off the muscle, you can't really make it more torn off the muscle. It's already off. So he just, it's, so he just it's has just to deal with the pain, to, I guess, right? He just has to deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. He has to, um, but hey, it did lead to some very emotional storytelling yeah. moments. I don't even think this hurts Seth that much to lose to Cody because you can still market it as just being this, you know, valiant, superhuman almost effort. Uh, and you know what? I didn't want Seth to win because I wanted this storyline to kind of conclude and them to both go and do something else anyway. And now Seth has no choice but to. The rumor is that Cody's out for about six months. He's going to address uh, the injury tonight. So that could be all hearsay. Wow. Uh, but hey, early Royal Rumble 2023 pick is Cody Rhodes, especially if they wait for him to come back there. Yeah. So. Six months. So, I mean, I definitely get why he wanted to go through with it. Also, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I don't know the conversations he had with the doctor. Yeah. Maybe the doctor said, you know what? You can go through with this match. It's going to be extremely painful, but you won't do extra long-term yeah, damage so as long as you can exactly. suck it up for for the extreme pain you're gonna feel you'll be okay mm-hmm. on the other end of it maybe that's what they came to the conclusion uh also if he is gonna be out for six months or four months whatever i definitely understand why like he just came back he's the the talk of the town he's back being a face people are chanting his name everything he wanted so he laid, he put his ass on the line again another classic from him and he wanted that to be the last memory not him tearing his pec lifting weights and and disappearing right so yeah. bravo yeah i definitely agree with all of the sentiments i understand the concern from our uh, vegan contingent um because i do think that wrestling while injured can one effect of you know you i mean initially i was told that this kind of an injury from what I understood, could be three to six weeks. Yeah, it's variable. And then potentially up to six months. And and now we're looking at that kind of length. And it, does it get worse if he? I I don't. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I trust a, that they I'm would know jobber, that before you, know? you got yeah, there. Exactly. I, trust, yeah. exactly. I trust they made the decision yeah. with exactly. that in mind. They they you know. Um, yeah. And the fact that, like so, you yeah, said, I, they they he had moments where he's dug the thing into him, and and they fo- they didn't oh. ignore it. Right, they played off it. So if it was really that bad, would they? I don't know, right? So I don't know. Yeah, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Um, but it ultimately, did it play into the fact that this pay per view and this match made it uh, was better because of it? Yes. Yeah. I'll, you know, if if we if we didn't yeah. have that injury and we'd had the match the way it went, it's sick and twisted as it is to say this i don't think it would have been as good as it was i doubt it I, I, but you know at the same time i am sure jordan you're not saying it as like 
now guys need to go out there hurt no to no, add no that ab- absolutely De- not definitely not no. definitely not not but at yes all. but i but i just mean it added an it yeah. added an extra it added a, an authentic element that you can't yeah. fake right yeah absolutely no, i mean absolutely. And that's the, the beauty of know, wrestling the, the, the fun part of the or not the fun part but of course now twitter is like well the next time someone tells you wrestling is fake just show them the picture of cody uh, with i hate when people say that it's arm. so stupid when people say wrestling is it's fake so they're saying dumb. it's scripted not that they don't get hurt okay so it's not yeah. fake so he's hurt it's like all right relax yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly yeah it's, it's really me damn it um <laughs> that was hell in a cell we've got a few minutes if you don't mind jobbers I want to take you through some trivia. I do, do, do you have a grade for Hell in a Cell? Oh, a grade before we move on? Yeah, yeah I do. Um, for me, I, it doesn't it doesn't break the seven mark for me. No. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with close to the seven based on that final match. I'm going to go a, a six, a six point, uh, six point eight. Oh, I was below that. I was thinking 6.6, 6, which okay. I think is still solid for Hell in a Cell. I'm going to give it a 6.9 out of respect. 6.9. Yeah. Nice. I know out of respect. That's, that's fair. Assuming, assuming that his pec had stayed firmly on the muscle, what would it get? Well, I, I think the match might have been booked a little differently, maybe. you know. Uh, true, true. I don't it know. It still had potential to be a good match. Yeah, yeah I, was looking the for, match, I was looking forward to it. The re- match was good. Regardless. I, I just had a different emotional reaction based on the injury. Yeah, I think it still stays in the sixes, but it maybe loses a couple a couple points, like at yeah. most, and yeah. who knows, right? A little too yeah, finisher yeah. heavy, but I let it go because I love Cody and uh, respect. I actually him. quite so liked the the three you, oh, crossroads in a did row. Did you like it? Pedigree, yeah. But he like I, I he did. got crossroads and then didn't get it's hurt true. and then did it back to him. I was like, okay. Yeah, I didn't love him no selling, but I love the pedigree and I. Loved oh, that the was great! Was like the like, end, end was good. This, yeah, the that, end, that end, final was good. outburst to to just yeah get it all out like that was crazy cool. how it came full circle. He used that sledgehammer to break a throne in AEW. Now he's back breaking yep. skulls with it in WWE. Well, there you have it. Um. We are uh, we're, we're through here in a cell. We got there. We've got a few more minutes left, and I want to talk to you about some trivia. Um, I have a couple of questions that I'm going to bring to you today, um, and I'm going to ask both of you uh, the, the the same question. Unlike the last couple of weeks, where I've asked it slightly differently, um, and I have a theme this week again, as ever. Uh, June going into July traditionally was always a time for a particular tournament that that, that uh, happens in the world of WWE. Brawl for all? Um, no. <laughs> um, it is, it's not one that we see as regularly anymore. And even if it does happen, it's pish. Um, but it's one that is always a fan favourite. It is King of the Ring. Mm. Um, that was always... A, it was never part of its own, uh, its own pay-per-view, but it was always something... That was part of something else, you know, and, and we always enjoyed King of the Ring. So I have some questions for you um, surrounding King of the Ring. Like I say, because we're in that kind of June, July period uh, when that pay per view uh, and tournament used to uh, used to happen. So I have a couple of questions, and I'm going to ask the first one first, and the second one second. 
Smart. And I'm going to go... Thank you. Uh, and I'm going to go to the Wax Mamba first for this question, and then I will get him to give me an answer very quickly, and then, Jason, you can give me your answer, and we'll, uh, I will reveal whether or not you're correct. But the questions, of course, always coming from our beautiful book. Uh, of course, the World Trivia Entertainment Book, or whatever it is called. I can't even remember. that. There's so many words on the front of this book, I can't actually World work Wrestling out which order. Entertainment the, Trivia Book. The ultimate. You missed that. You see, it's, it's difficult, right? Um, so here is question number one. Question number one. Who did Owen Hart defeat in the finals of the King of the Ring 1994 tournament? And I'm going to give you three possibles. Oh, okay. Mm. okay. Jason knows. <laughs> the three possibles. A. Mr. Perfect. B. Razor Ramon. And C. Savio Vega. Hmm. I'm going to go to Wax first. And then Jason. Again, who did Owen Hart defeat in the finals of the King of the Ring 1994 tournament? A, Mr. Perfect. B, Razor Ramon. C, Savio Vega. Um, between two, I want to say, I'm going to say Razor. Wax has gone B, Razor Ramon. Um, Jason. I'm going to go Savio Vega. Jason has gone C, Savio Vega. I am pleased to announce that one of you has the answer right. And the one of you that has the answer right is the one who answered the answer that is correct. And that is Ryan the really? Wax it Mamba. Was? Oh, it was Razor Ramon. I don't know why Owen, I had I had an image of Owen beating Razor in my head. I don't remember him are. beating Savio Vega in anything. Savio Vega in the mid nineties was always just inserted somewhere. Yeah, somewhere he in wouldn't there, be yeah. in a final. And I thought like, I would no, remember just, Razor you know, more, there, but though. oh well, yeah. I guess I didn't. No, I, I, I remember is... reading, I think it was right around Razor's passing, I remember hearing, yeah, he had a great match with Owen Hart at King of the Ring. and uh, I thought it was with Bret Hart. Oh, well. I think he's fought Bret, definitely. Mm. Well, there you are. So Owen Hart defeated Razor Ramon in the King of the Ring final uh, in 1994. Well done, Wax, you got that one right. Uh, moving on to our next question. Um, which of the following of these absolute legends that is not in the question but I've just ad-libbed it slightly uh, which of the following has never won a King of the Ring and I will jump to Jason first and then Wax I have three answers for you which of the following has never won a King of the Ring is it A Edge is it B Triple H or is it C The Rock has never won a King of the Ring? Never won a King of the Ring. Uh, the Rock. He's going for C, The Rock. Wax Mamba. Never won a King of the Ring. A, Edge. B, Triple H. C, The Rock. Am I crazy? Edge has never won King of the Ring. Unless I'm really... I got a gap. I'll say Edge. He's going for A, <clears throat> Edge. <Okay>. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> My I'm pretty bad. sure. Then I am wrong. 
I think we all knew Triple H did because he had that yeah, one Triple year H where he was supposed to, but then he didn't. Yeah. Remembering that this book is correct up to the end of 2002. Jason, you're absolutely correct. The Rock has never won you don't need the King it. of the Ring tournament. He's never needed it. No. He shot to stardom, and then the minute he got there, he starred in the Mummy Scorpion King movies, so he did not need to win a King of the Ring. Um, you're absolutely correct. The Rock has never won oh, a King of the Ring Oh, did win. Jeez. It, was like, it wasn't a are. memorable one. It was kind of like, eh. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's why I don't remember it. But, <laughs> I can't even I remember what sense. year it was. was it 2002, I think. 2001. 2001. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I remember it was around the time that he moved away from the brood and became like the singles IC champ kind of thing. So yeah, so they, it was actually um, the second to last year where it was annual. Yeah. Brock won in 2002, and then wow. they stopped doing it annually. Okay, yeah. so they started. They did give it to some uh, big names. Yeah. Well. That's, Austin was Brett. Oh yeah, obviously yeah. No. Randy Savage, Kurt Angle. It's a tournament that you know. Mabel. <laughs> it was always Some a good you know, that kind of June that June July period is all you know you've got WrestleMania leading into like a little bit of feuding after whatever happens at WrestleMania, but June July was always a perfect time to move on to a new feud, a new tournament, a, a new year of of persona and gimmick. And that's what we got from King of the Ring. It brought us something a bit fresher, like, oh, who's going to win this? And then that was the lead up for the rest of the year. We don't necessarily get that anymore. No, and, and it was a it was a tournament, which is great, and it was all on the same night usually, except for maybe a couple of qualifiers or whatever. Yeah, I think you had qualifiers, and yeah. then the pay per view itself had like. But it, it was it the, was the finals. It was good. Such, bring yeah. it back, like bring it back properly. Yeah. It would be instead of this like. Uh, pre-show event king of the ring crap like wade barrett won bring back the real yeah, king yeah. of the ring yes you're absolutely right pile of pish pile of bring pish. it back king of the ring but there it is there one, is one. your trivia if uh yeah absolutely one one i'll add your points to our tally um I'll maybe just throw in a point for Brad because I'm feeling sorry for him, the big ginger freak that mm-hmm. he is but if you enjoyed our trivia you should hit up our youtube channel where there are some special trivia questions up on there from our podcast over the last few weeks. Tune in, see what you think about that. See if you get the questions right. Who knows? Um, But I'll hand back to Jason, who's going to round off tonight's episode. Once again, another classic episode of your favorite jobbers minus Ginger Heat. But he will be back next week, I'm pretty sure. You never really know. Still on the way back from Ontario, who knows? Yeah, we want to mm. thank you for listening and going down this journey of uh, this schmajish wrestling that we uh, encounter every week. And uh, yeah, check out the YouTube. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler video should be up soon. Just finalizing it. I know you you guys or whoever the hell watched uh, the uh, Kane and Lita, you love that one. And the Razor mm. one, so the King one's going to be good. Talking about King of the Ring, very apropos uh, from the Sexy Snake the body from Kirkati and me, Jason. Have a lovely evening. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.